Hello and welcome to another episode of War Stories with B-Rex. Um, this is sort of an intro, just kind of checking in on where I've been, what I've been doing. Um, pretty much I've just been working, 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 working. I've uh, been working on a large pharmaceutical factory. Um, it's really all I can say about it, but basically it's been eating up a lot of my time. Um, I've recently gotten back into uh, fishing and doing a lot of outdoor stuff. Some of you follow my YouTube, you'll see that I've been posting fishing stuff with my buddies. I do intend on doing a lot more of that in the future. Um, that's probably going to be a mainly a YouTube thing. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and talk about it a lot. I'll probably l upload a very short YouTube video kind of with this, this intro to my, to my episode on there, and then probably just cut it off and start an actual podcast episode. Um, but, uh, so basically haven't really been, I wouldn't say that I haven't been in the mood to talk about it. I uh, just been super busy. Um, and just haven't really been able to, but all right. Uh, thanks for watching. If you are, Oh, also, yeah, I guess I got to interrupt myself. Um, also, some of you have noticed that we have a Twitch channel, if that's your thing. My friends and I are not, well, some of my friends are very good at video games, but myself and who I play with mostly are not very good, um, but it's fun. We kind of, we rib each other. We have fun playing online with each other. COD, I play DayZ sometimes if you want to watch me and talk to me. I've got a couple fans on there, um, but uh, yeah, so check it all out. And see you next video, which will probably be a fishing video coming out soon. Hello and welcome to another episode of War Stories with B-Rex. Um, when I left off, I was talking about the my second workup. So we had gone to Iraq. We had the bloody, bloody, you know, deployment. Came home, had some exciting stuff happen on leave. Got in a fight, did a bunch of stupid crap, went back to Hawaii, checked in, got a new lieutenant and a new platoon sergeant. Uh, might repeat a little bit, it's been a while, so but just bear with me. Um, our new lieutenant's name was Lieutenant Mahoney, and our new staff sergeant name was Staff Sergeant Schaefer. Uh, we also got a new company commander. Uh, what was his name? I can't even, uh, Matori, sorry, Captain Matori, um, who I really liked at first. A lot of my friends did not like him. They thought he was a little bit over the top motivated. Um, he, he was a big black dude, um, football player. I think he played at Notre Dame. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool because Notre Dame is sort of, uh, close to my family, uh, up in Indiana. And I actually had a, a great, a cousin once removed or twice removed that was the head coach of the football team and basketball team there or played basketball there back in like the twenties, thirties, forties. So that's pretty weird. Um, but, uh, so I liked the guy, the first sergeant was kind of a dick and, uh, one instance and I can't right now, the name, his name is evading me. Um, I'm kind of doing this impromptu, so I apologize. But, uh, 
one kind of interesting run-in I had with him early on in that workup was, uh, I think I've mentioned it before that I was friends in high school with uh, a guy named Mark Waldhauser, and his dad was a general, and uh, the last time I knew, uh, he was a, a one-star general, and so I got called into the first sergeant's office and didn't know why, and the first sergeant was like so... He was, he was like, he was a typical first sergeant. And I, I guess I won't say that I like hate him or anything like that. I liked him a lot better than our first first sergeant. Um, just because he, he didn't like abuse us. He was a dickhead, but he was like the dickhead you, you expect from a first sergeant in the Marines. If that makes sense. Like he was kind of drill instructor style a little bit more. Whereas our first first sergeant was. I really liked him during the workup and then we got to Iraq and he like didn't do anything to take care of us. Didn't do anything. Never left the wire. Never did anything. Uh, took away our ketchup and our salt and all of our condiments for some reason so that we couldn't, he wouldn't let us drink coffee. Like just weird, stupid shit like that. Uh, our second first sergeant was not like that. Um, he, he was also a physical stud like they always are. Um, and, and PT to us pretty hard, which is what is that's like part of his job but uh he called me into his office and i had no idea why and he was super super nice and he's like so what do you what are your plans in the marine corps what do you want to do blah 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 and at the time i was like a lifer 100 percent. like i had no no intention on doing anything other than being a marine the rest of my life and i wanted to uh probably put in for the MESEP package to get the Marine Corps to pay for my college, um, and go to school and get my degree and then become an officer. That was my plan. And so I told him that and he was like super supportive and nice and cool. And he was like, well, Hey, do you know a general Waldhauser? And I said, uh, yes. Well, actually I'm missing, I'm messing the story up. The first time I heard about this was, uh, when my my sergeant major called me on my cell phone and was like, "Hey, th- this he's who said this. Like, do you know a uh, General Waldhauser?" And I said, "Yes, I was I was really good friends with the son sergeant major." And this is on my cell phone, which is unheard of getting a call from the sergeant major. And he said, "Well, you know where he's at now?" And I said, "Well, last time I heard, he was down at CENTCOM doing something." And he said, "Well, now he's the first Marine Division commander, and that's a huge deal because that's like." almost, you know, that's like well over a third of the Marine Corps because the third division is actually like kind of a ghost division, the one that I was in. It's only one regiment where all the other divisions are full. The first and second divisions are actually full divisions. First division being in California, second division being at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And um, basically he said he he was I, – I loved our, our sergeant major. He was awesome. I told the funny story about how he fell down the berm that one time. And almost murdered us, but he was a really good sergeant major. And he basically said, can you do me a favor? Cause they're coming to visit you. Can you do me a favor and look around and make sure nothing's going on at all at the, at the barracks, nothing stupid, like the stupid shit that goes on at the barracks all the time. And I said, yes, Sergeant Major, and I checked around, and I told the duty, like, hey, we're about to have a two-star general on deck, so, like, lock it down. 
Can't remember who the duty NCO was, but you know, he got everything under control. No naked Marines drunk doing something stupid. And so I met with General Waldhauser and his wife and Mark's mom, and we shot the shit for a while. And, you know, we just talked about uh, briefly about Iraq. Didn't get into any of the details, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was fun. I'm, I'm having a great time because I was at the time, you know, like the de- deployment sucked, but I still loved being a Marine and I loved being miserable. And so it was what I wanted to do at that time in my life. So that happened, and then they left. Sergeant Major kind of said, okay, good to go. And then First Sergeant called me in his office after I met with General Waldhauser, and he was just the complete opposite. He was just a huge dickhead and basically was calling me a piece of shit and all this stuff because I, I don't stand perfectly still when I'm talking to him and I move my head when I talk or some bullshit. And it was kind of like, bro, like, we just went through, like, a bloody-ass deployment, and you're, like, getting – you're treating me like a boot for no reason. There's no rule that says I can't move when I talk to you, fucking piece of shit, first sergeant. Anyways, he eventually – I eventually started liking him a lot, but at the beginning, he was a dickhead, and I and maybe I come across as being a little bit of a pompous asshole. I know that I can do that sometimes. Um especially when I was a younger man uh, during my time as a junior enlisted guy. Uh, But uh, so that was one funny thing that happened. Another weird thing towards the beginning of our workup was we got these strange civilian contractors and they called us into one of the classrooms that we had used briefly in the past. Basically there were like some classrooms that you could like reserve and, and use like our, our lieutenant used it one time. And this is when we kind of had, I think I talked about this last episode where we had issues with our, our new Lieutenant, Lieutenant Mahoney. Um, again, I'm not going to sit here and, and talk badly about him. Cause I actually, I knew him for a long time and things get more interesting in the future from this podcast, from this episode. Um, but he, he did some funny stuff where he like tried to teach us some stuff. Like we didn't know it. And then kind of, you know, kind of treated us badly because we had weird attitudes about it. But also we were kind of being douchebags because we thought we were hard as fuck because we had just done a really hard deployment. So normal shit. So we went to that same classroom and we get in there and the platoon's sitting there and there's all these civilians in there, like older guys, middle-aged guys, older guys. And there's one guy in the back just writing down, like, everything that we're doing and saying. Like, he's just watching us and typing. Like, people are telling dirty jokes. People are fucking around. People are saying funny shit. And these guys are just, like, observing us. Then they start their whole shtick. And it's, like, this bullshit-ass, like, cognitive testing crap where they're trying to, like, work on our cognitive testing. This is where... If you're if you're a taxpayer in America and you're like the military wastes a lot of or spends too much money, yeah, there's a lot of times a lot of shit that we waste money on like this. Like they were probably paying these guys, fuck, probably a million dollars to do this stupid testing and try to teach us or train us in like this cognitive shit, which was like drawing mazes or doing like solving mazes, doing like this weird like high speed like up like there was like a 
like I've taken an IQ, some of you have probably taken an IQ test before where it's like finding like little like patterns and stuff, but this was like that, but it was like dumbed down and it was more of a like repetition thing. Like it wasn't like how fast can you, or which one of these is different and you have five seconds to figure it out. It was like circle all the arrows that are pointing up circle all the arrows that are pointing to the side and there'd be like pages and pages and pages of arrows and we're like circling these stupid things and what was also strange about it was that it was only my platoon that was doing this bullshit Uh, first and second platoon were not fucking didn't have to do this shit it was just third platoon golf company and the guys were like it was just it was strange and so they were with us for the first part of the workup and then they ended up actually coming with us to PTA, the the volcanic on the big the volcanic training area on the Big Island, uh, and they seemed to really be enjoying it. But there was one point where they were trying, like, the, and so in between ranges and shit, we had to do this like these these stupid cognitive training things. It was so dumb. And and I need to get one of my some of my friends on here to just talk shit about this because it was so stupid. But uh, so. They came out, and I remember one of the guys was kind of like an older guy and like a little bit older than the other dudes that were part of this team of of psychologists or whoever the hell they were. Uh, and they – he we were kind of like blowing them off because basically as time went on, we became more and more like fuck this shit, like I'm tired or we we just ran this range and it was tough like a squat attack right not really tough but like we just did this thing and now we're planning on doing it again or we're going to we're we're trying to come up with a plan to attack this objective in this platoon attack range and like you're sitting here trying to get us to do this dumb bullshit and none of the rest of the company's doing it so we did start getting a little bit uh I guess insolent would be the word where we weren't really paying attention to them. And then this, the old guy just like busted out this crazy ass story about how, like how it pertained to his situation. And he's like, well, one time, you know, we, I, my family, we lived on the second floor. My kids' bedrooms were on the second floor and I bought him a, a ladder that could, you know, get thrown out the window in case there's a fire, but we never practiced it. And my entire family died in that fire. But he, like, said it because we were being insolent. And so we were all just like, uh, what the fuck? Again, who are these people? Why are we wasting our time and money with these people? What the hell? And I think after we did it, I guess it fell apart. And, like, one dude kind of, like, screwed over all the other dudes. And then he tried to do it on his own with the military and get the contract and get all that money. But it's fucking crazy. Basically, the the stupid things that the Marine Corps or the military in general does. And I'm sure now it's a hundred times worse, a million times worse, I bet, with all the trans shit and gay people and like weird stuff that's, I mean, nothing against gay people, but I was in during Don't Ask, Don't Tell and I didn't see it being a problem. Obviously, I'm not somebody that has to hide who I am, I guess you could say, but there's a big difference between saying, Hey, gay people can serve. And now with all this crazy trans stuff and the military is paying, like the gov- taxpayers are paying for people's sex changes and shit. What the fuck? How about we just focus on winning wars and maybe we won't lose Iraq and lose Afghanistan like we did. So 
sorry, that was my little tangent rant. Um, so nothing really. The, one of the things is so guard dog. I talked about him. He was the one that got a Navy commendation medal for shooting randomly into the city and then fucking lying and telling the CO that the guy that he shot probably cleaned up all of his blood before it got on the ground or whatever. He became my squad leader, which at first we were all super stoked because we hadn't realized that that story was so, so bullshit yet. We didn't really hear that story. And for the most part, as a squad leader, we did do really well in all the training things. Um, and so, like, on the squad attack ranges, we did really good. In the platoon range, we, you know, my squad did really good. And I was sort of the platoon radio operator, so I was really kind of hanging out with the lieutenant a lot uh, during that PTA trip. Um but uh, things were things were looking good. Like we we still looked really good. There was just some strange, some strange stuff in the platoon where they sort of it's like they didn't like any of the third platoon guys, so they pulled dudes from other squad or other platoons to like be our squad leaders and be our team leaders for some reason, which is strange because one thing I will say, and I love the guys from first and fourth platoon and second platoon. Is that when it comes to like discipline and shit, third platoon was pretty good in Iraq. We had the cleanest hooches. I know because we had to clean fourth platoon's hooch. Fourth platoon, if you're listening, I'll never forgive you for that. Um, when they got sent out to the outpost. But just strange, I wouldn't call it nepotism, but just strange like selectionism. Where they just pick people for some random reason and then they just like love those people and they're like friends with them. Like my buddy Rivera who we called Scumbag Actual because he was like the biggest skater, biggest piece of shit in a way. Good Marine, great Marine, great guy. I still talk to him now. But when it comes to like being a Marine, he would like show up drunk and not or not show up or he would skate and get out of things super all the time. But for some reason he was like loved by – our platoon sergeant and by the company and shit. And it's kind of just like, what I just never understood why some people were selected and loved and some people weren't. There was a lot of strange shit about that or like why certain people got promoted, even though they're like PT score wasn't that good. And you know, they didn't really have any extra, uh, responsibility and stuff like that. It got kind of weird. Um, but so I think I'm going to hold up here and then next episode I will get into our 29 Palms trip. Uh, one thing about this deployment also, so I did three deployments. First deployment, a lot of action. My second deployment isn't going to be as many episodes. It's, it's kind of a boring deployment. There were a few exciting things that happened, which I'll fill you in on. Um, but for the most part, it's kind of, it was kind of like a frustrating waste of time. And so when, when I'll, I'll explain that when I get there, but, uh, next episode, I'm going to kick off, uh, 29 Palms, my second time going to Mojave Viper on pre-deployment training. And I will see you then. And thanks for watching. Bye.